You are listening to episode 23 of Exit the Drinking Life. In this episode, we are going to explore cognitive dissonance and the four desires driving all human behavior and the skills you're going to need to help you drink less or quit altogether, whichever that is that you want to decide for yourself. Stay tuned. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life. This is a podcast for the individual who is ready to exit, leave everything behind, all your beliefs about alcohol. You're ready to question them, to rethink them, and to explore the possibility of experiencing all life has to offer without a drink in your hand. Hey, my friends, how's it going out there? I'm so excited to be in your earbuds today as you're commuting to work, walking the dog, enjoying the, um, well, if you're in Florida, it's beautiful weather out there. It might be a little chilly where some of you guys are. I am so excited to be back with you guys again this week. And this week's topic, I really wanted to bring this up because what I'm finding it with more and more people as um, they're joining the exit tribe and exploring the possibility of um, drinking less and figuring out how to exit this life of using alcohol for everything. And so one of the things that um, people are finding the most difficult and the most complicated part of exiting the drinking life is actually the decision to start. And there are a couple of reasons for that. And so this is kind of why I wanted to cover the cognitive dissonance today and to help you see how it's playing a role here, as well as the actual four desires that are driving all human behavior. It's the four, it's the way the brain is programmed and designed and how they're playing a role inside the cognitive dissonance and making things feel and seem so challenging. And that part of it feeling so challenging and seeming so challenging and hard is preventing you from even making the decision to start, to start even just questioning what's actually going on and bringing in awareness. And as I've discussed in other episodes, the key to making any kind of change to this behavior is actually awareness and then clarity as far as how it's affecting your life. Because in my belief, you are only one belief away from exiting this life that you don't like. Because if you have found me, you're not really liking what's going on between you and alcohol and its role in your life. And so, and our beliefs come from thoughts that we have over and over and over again. So this is where I want to go first into the cognitive dissonance. And so to understand what's actually going on, it is this concept that is known as cognitive dissonance. And so cognitive means that it's the way that we think and dissonance means disagreement. So when we are repeatedly sabotaging ourselves or unable to break an unwanted habit in it doesn't really matter what habit it is because the biggest challenge for this exiting the drinking life is in the mind. It's really not physically in the body. 
And that might be part of where your cognitive dissonance is coming in. And just see how that plays out. Just just keep that thought in mind and see if maybe you have some of that thought going on and see if it's playing a role in the cognitive dissonance area for you. And so when we're repeatedly sabotaging ourselves and unable to break an unwanted habit or follow through on a desired habit that we have, it's because there's a disagreement in our thinking, right? And this disagreement is taking place between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Now, the conscious mind is everything that you're consciously and cognitively aware of. So you're aware of when you wake up with a hangover and you're aware of when you have offended somebody and then they let you know from your behavior. And you're aware of the some of the behaviors that you have done and you're also aware of how the over drinking is interfering with parts of your life where you feel like you spend a lot of your off time recuperating from the over drinking, right? And so at that point, you're aware of it. And so this is the reason why you've kind of set the goal in the first place, right? To figure this out, or to look into it, find podcasts, find blog posts, read the books, right? But what actually goes on in there, which is one of the things where the brain, it's actually designed to be quick and efficient. And so sometimes when you have bought the thing, like bought the book, read the podcast, uh, listened to the podcast, read the blog post, your brain kind of goes, okay, check, problem solved, right? And it's tricking you. All right, so back to the cognitive dissonance. So the other part of our mind is our subconscious. And this is the place we store our beliefs. And this is where my theory comes in. And I don't have any scientific proof around it other than my own personal story. And I'll, I'll get to a little bit of that and how it applies here in a second. But it's like if the the your beliefs, which are by definition, they're in your subconscious and you're actually unaware of them. And so um, the cognitive dissonance is happening when your subconscious has this um, belief that's running the show in the background and your conscious cognitive mind is aware of the challenges coming up with alcohol, but yet you have this belief that alcohol helps relax you. Yet you're finding that you're not all that relaxed with alcohol in your life, right? But on a subconscious level, by repeatedly telling yourself a variety of things about alcohol and its role in relaxation, your subconscious has this belief that it relaxes you. So when you want to relax, you automatically when you have this thought, I need to relax, your automatic subconscious comes in there. Oh, relax. That means we need a drink, right? And then you build up that urge to have a drink. And so this is where the dissonance is happening. It's because there's this disagreement and the uh, between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And it's also um, like very much in my own story. So what I believed for during the seven years that I struggled with trying to exit the drinking life and regain control of alcohol and its role in my life, I believe that the process involved 
this relentless, unwavering willpower, this concept and this pattern of willpower and deprivation. And so basically, it was going to be for the rest of my life, this horrible, turbulent trip of resistance, deny, resist, deny, repeat, cave in, resist, deny, willpower, fight, cave in, right? And it just felt so impossible. And doing it that way, it really was impossible. And so then one day I decided to start to really question, like, why do I want this drink? And I really started questioning my beliefs. And it's very similar to, I also, not around the alcohol topic, I also used to believe that in order for you to exercise, you needed an hour of time, right? That was this running belief in my mind. So I wanted to exercise because consciously I knew the benefits of exercise and how it would help my body. However, I also had this belief running the show in my subconscious that exercise required an hour of time. Like it wasn't going to benefit me in any way, shape or form unless I did it for an hour. And then I actually found. And so then of course, then I would have this thought of, well, I don't have an hour. Where am I going to find an hour of time to exercise? Okay, never mind. I'm just not going to exercise. So the belief running the show that I needed an hour Yet the other belief on my conscious level that alcohol was beneficial to me, I was always in this battle around finding the time for exercise with my thoughts and my beliefs, simply because I had this underlying belief that exercise needed to have, I needed an hour to do it. When the reality is you actually don't need an hour. You could actually get benefits of exercise in 10 minute blocks throughout different times of the day. And yes, maybe it will equal an hour and maybe it won't, but you're still getting your benefits, right? However, I had to do some awareness of what were my thoughts because the observation cycle, right? I'm observing that I want to exercise and then I have that thought, well, exercise needs an hour. So for me, that led me to this feeling of overwhelm it, because I'm also thinking, well, I don't have an hour in my schedule. If I need an hour and I don't have an hour in my schedule, that was really the whole thought. And so this overwhelm, and when I was overwhelmed, I would just avoid doing the exercise. And then I would end up proving myself, right, that, okay, I don't have time to exercise because it needs an hour. And then when I started researching and refinding new information and working on my beliefs and turning them around and finding out what would work out better for me and where could I even fit in. Let's say even if I need, let's say I did need an hour, right? But did I have to have that hour in one whole block? Even just questioning that, right? Where can I actually find an hour in segments of time? That actually led to a different action that I was taking, and so that's where the observation cycle comes in and plays out here. So the cognitive dissonance, so unless you address the dissonance is addressed, the change will never actually take place. It's going to always elude us. And so the secret to addressing the dissonance is awareness, right? And so um, 
what I do inside the Exit Tribe is we do a lot of awareness by managing our mind. And also you can do this yourself with self-coaching where you're getting your thoughts out of your head and questioning some of your beliefs. And so by doing that and bringing around awareness and then the clarity of how these, these, some of these beliefs, but this is going to take the pausing and stopping and really questioning. And that's what's going to allow you to get all those beliefs out of your head onto paper and start questioning them. And so this is where the most, and the most efficient way to address the dissidents is to deconstruct your beliefs by asking yourself questions, right? And so it's the same thing I did with the exercise. I also went that when it actually worked for me, right? And I was able to exit the drinking life. And for me personally, this process totally eliminated my desire. It's been over three years. September was three years. And I literally have not had one urge or desire for a drink because I did this process. And so it's really fascinating how this works and questions are the key to it. So just for some of them, if you want to start kind of asking yourself some of these questions is what do I believe? And then asking yourself, is it true? And then asking, how does it make you feel? And is that actually helpful for you? And so that kind of process is going to help you with the cognitive dissonance. Now, the other concept that I want to actually cover in today's episode, because this is also, and I'm covering it because I want to help you understand why it feels and seems so challenging and so difficult, because what you're actually doing, the four natural desires of the brain and um, how it actually operates is that first of all, the brain is designed itself to seek pleasure, right? And so alcohol is pleasurable. The dopamine hit comes in. So at first it is actually pleasurable and we do get the dopamine hit. And then we also get the hit um, affects the GABA, the neurotransmitter, the GABA. And then that also helps us like sort of ease up and relax a little bit. So there is some science in there and it is slightly relaxing, but over on the other side, what it actually ends up doing later and in, in after that initial has worn off, it actually makes you more stressed inside the body and inside the brain. And so since the brain is designed to seek pleasure, then of course, it's going to want to naturally repeat this experience that you have given it with the thoughts and the unconscious and subconscious beliefs that are going on. So the skill to help with this um, offset, I'm going to use the word offset, the brain's natural tendency to seek pleasure is to learn the skill of delaying gratification. So that's one of the skills. And so if you can practice even outside of drinking, right? Try this concept on in another area of your life and see how it plays out. And then, because again, like I stated in the beginning, the hardest part and where most people struggle the most is just kind of deciding to even start. So meet yourself where you are. Try some of these concepts on. I'm teaching you in baby steps and try it on in a whole different area of your life. And then on a day you would normally drink, try it on for the first 15 minutes before you actually drink 
after you play some of these out, right? So the first one uh, that the brain is constantly run, running on is the seek pleasure. And the skill is to delay gratification. Now, the other thing that the brain is designed to do efficiently is to avoid pain, right? And so just like in my situation and what I really thought based on the method that I was attempting and trying to use, my thoughts and my beliefs and my brain really believed that this drinking less was a very painful, hard, challenging experience. So of course, my brain is going to want to avoid this, right? And so what you're going to need to learn to do is to actually lean into discomfort. And so that you can see that you already do this already anyway, it's just not being applied yet to drinking is think of an area in your life where you already had to learn something new, even parenting, right? That was a whole new skill. And even as your kids grow, you are there's new skills you got to bring into this parenting them as they're growing and going through phases. What you use, what used to work isn't going to be working. It's uncomfortable, but because you have such love for your child and you want the best for your child, you're leaning into the discomfort of figuring out how to parent this next phase of your child, right? So you have this skill, right? So take that same skill of leaning into the discomfort loving yourself enough to lean into the discomfort and figure this out, right? And so that is the um, second area where the brain is designed to do on default and very automatic. The third area is to prove, we want to prove ourselves right, right? And so it's, um, and proving ourselves right is just doing something the same way over and over again, because that's just easier. Because yes, the reality is doing something different initially at first until we learn it. And there's all different phases that we go through to learn it, right? We're like very inept at it. We have to really focus at it. Take the parenting, the same kind of thing when the parent, when the child was born, right? Well, the child's born and you don't know how to make the child go to sleep, but you're, you are leaning into it anyway, right? And figuring this out. And it's a whole new experience, right? And you might even have this, you know, okay, yeah, you might even go to this, like prove itself right and want to avoid the whole process, but that doesn't really do you any good, right? And so in order for you to, you the skill you need to learn is to be okay with trying new things. So if what you've actually been doing because the brain will also go back to the same old way like I went back to the same old way over and over again to stop drinking as much as I was and I've stopped altogether now but with this like using willpower setting rules and regulations even though it didn't work the last time I decided well I'm going to go back to it because the brain wants to try and prove itself right well the magic happened when I decided to be okay with trying new things altogether outside the box that I'd never heard of. I just decided to start trying it to my drinking and applying it. And it was, I was using it in a whole different area of my life and I just started applying it to my drinking. And so then the third, the fourth thing is we really want and we're designed to connect with people. So yes, this is right now, our society is very Everything our society does, not everything, but most things our society does, uh, drinking is involved and alcohol is everywhere, 
right? And so in order for you to, and so part of why you won't, might not want to start, the hardest part is because you're going to feel, you might be feeling and thinking and believing that you will be disconnected from other people or you'll be the only one or you'll be the odd one out. And so even if that was true, in order for you to do this, you got to be okay. That's the, this is the fourth skill to be okay with going against the grain. And in these, and this is really awesome news because you can figure this out. You can learn these skills. You can apply these skills that I know you're using them in other areas of your life. You can take them and ingrain them and bring them with you over into this area of drinking. And you can learn these skills. And we really help you learn how to do them and do these skills and focus on them and transform your beliefs over in the Exit Tribe. And if you want to find out about how to get connected there, you can go to jumpseatcoaching.com exit tribe. It's actually jumpseatcoaching forward slash dot com exit tribe. And that is going to um, take you to where you can find out the information on how to join there. If that's what you want to take the next step and you're liking how I'm teaching you and you want to work more with me one on one and get coaching and get help with this. Right. So I want to leave you with at least taking at least one thing that you heard here and executing on it in your life. Right. And um, give it a, you know, because the brain is kind of tricking you right now thinking, OK, I heard this check done. But what I want to encourage you to do is to actually take one thing you heard and implement it this week. And if you're ready and you want to connect with me and communicate, email me at Debbie, and I spell my name D-E-B-I, at jumpseatcoaching.com and let me know what you applied and how it worked for you. All right, and I will be back to talk with you guys again next week. Have an awesome week. You have been listening to Exit the Drinking Life Podcast with Debbie Talbert. It is my honor pleasure and joy to come to you each and every week with insight, information, ideas, tools, and tips to help you exit the drinking life. If you'd like to know more about how you can work with me directly, then go to jumpseatcoaching.com and there you can find out everything I offer and how we can connect and work together directly.